Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk. Real life. Real magic. Welcome to Success Unlimited with Dr. Patricia Thompson. If you want to be more successful while also being happier at work and at home, you're in the right place. We'll be covering research along with little tweaks, tips, and hacks that will help you to fulfill your potential in the business world without sacrificing your peace of mind. Have you ever had one of those goals that you know you want to accomplish, but for whatever reason, you just can't get yourself to the point of doing it? Do you have any of those going on right now? Maybe you've always wanted to write a book, but you can never seem to get around to it. Or maybe you want a regular fitness routine, but you can somehow never seem to make it to the gym. Maybe there's some skill you've wanted to learn for a while, but you don't even sign up for a course. Whatever it is, you might even end up feeling frustrated that you're not doing the thing it is that you actually know you want to do. You seems like a good idea. It's not something that you don't want to do. You want to do it, but you just can't get yourself around to doing it. So I think a lot of us have been in this boat. I know I have. Um, I had actually wanted to write a book for a long time, but it wasn't until I started to really apply some of the strategies that I'm going to be talking about in today's episode that I actually got my act together and wrote my book, The Consummate Leader, a few years ago. And I use these strategies to help me to progress a lot on other goals too, like creating my own business, getting in shape, and even organizing my closet. So in this episode of Success Unlimited, I'm going to give you a variety of hacks you can use that will help you to accomplish the goals you set for yourself. And since I know you have a lot of going on after you all, you have goals you want to accomplish, I'm going to try to keep this brief. Um, So as brief as I can. Um, So first, let's start by talking about the number of goals that you should be making. And I actually have a small confession to make. Um, I'm a recovering overachiever. You know, I was one of those people who would take on a lot of different things, help everyone who asked, and expected everything that I did to be of the highest standard. So as you might imagine, every year on January 1st, when I would open up my journal and write down the goals for the year, I usually had a pretty lengthy list. You know, it would be like the ever-present lose weight, um, you know, maybe run 5K, keep my house clean, get new business clients, earn or save a certain amount of money, write a book, finish my dissertation if at the time, take up knitting, go to yoga three times a week, among other things. And, you know, even as I'm recounting these goals, it's making me a little bit tired just thinking of it. And in case you're wondering, when I had a list that long, a lot of the goals simply didn't get accomplished. And in some cases, very few of them did. And it seems pretty intuitive that if you take on too much for yourself, it can be hard to keep up with it all. Um, And research actually shows that's true, too. Um, There's a psychologist named Roy Baumeister, and he's done a lot of research on willpower and self-control. And self-control is basically what we draw on a lot of the time when we're accomplishing goals. So we use self-control when we're regulating our emotions or controlling our thoughts or resisting our impulses and managing our performance. 
And so when you're replacing your tendency to eat donuts and choosing to eat kale instead, you're using self-control. You're also using it when you're developing a new exercise habit or when you're managing your time or when you're resisting the urge to interrupt someone so that you can become a better listener. And while there have been some mixed results as of late in terms of the research, in general, research has shown that we can have a limited well of self-control. So for example, if you're using your self-control to give up cigarettes, then you tend to have less self-control left to maybe give up your shopping habit. Now, there have been some pretty interesting studies done in this area. Uh, For example, in one of them, Baumeister and his colleagues did a study on college students in which hungry students were put at a table with two bowls in front of them. One of the bowls had chocolate and one had radishes. And half of the students were told to eat a few radishes and to avoid the chocolates. The other half, you might say the luckier half, were told to eat a few chocolates and to avoid the radishes. Then these individuals were given some puzzles to solve, and the puzzle itself didn't have a solution because the researchers were interested in finding out how long the students would actually continue trying to solve the puzzle before giving up. So which group do you suppose gave up faster, the radish eaters or the chocolate eaters? So as it turned out, surprise, surprise, the radish eaters gave up much more quickly And they described themselves as being a lot more tired afterwards. And the reason why was because they'd used up some of their self-control resisting the chocolate that was, you know, probably calling their name. So what does all this have to do with goal setting? Well, some goals that you might set for yourself might require some degree of self-control. For example, if you're adopting a new behavior or resisting temptation or doing something that requires persistence, um, you'll be using some. And so you're going to get your best results if you limit the number of goals you set for yourself at any one point in time. Um, There was another study where they looked at people trying to control their alcohol intake, and it showed that they were much more likely to slip up on days when they had other demands on their self-control compared to days when they had fewer demands. And so my rule of thumb is to try and set, you know, maybe one or two goals at a time. Now, when I say that, There are some people who, you know, would say, well, one or two. I mean, I have a lot of stuff that I want to accomplish. That's not going to do it for me. And I get it. And like I said, I've been there. But I can tell you that in my own personal experience, as well as experience with a lot of clients, you tend to get better results this way. And like I said, the research also supports me on that one. And interestingly, self-control is like a muscle that you can strengthen across time. So as you develop it, you'll likely find that you have a deeper reserve of it for the next time around. And then once you've gotten some traction in an area and you've adopted a new habit and that new lifestyle becomes you know, habitual to you, then you'll find that across time, you don't need self-control to maintain it. So for example, while changing your eating habits might have required a lot of energy and effort the first couple of months, After a while, it just becomes second nature. And so at that point, you can start working on another goal. So tip number one is simply make sure that you're not undertaking too much at once. Set a couple goals for yourself and leave it at that. And that way, you can focus your energies there, make progress, and then move on to some others. And if limiting yourself to one or two sounds like not enough, then maybe you can think of the other things you would like to accomplish as intentions. So maybe you're not making a concerted effort to move towards them, but they're still in the background as things you'd like to achieve that you haven't totally forgotten about. Okay, so tip number two is to figure out your why. If you don't have a compelling reason to accomplish your goal, you're likely going to be a lot less likely to achieve it. 
in my own life, you know, there have been a variety of times when I've tried to give up caffeine um, just because, you know, it was something that I thought would be a good thing to do. And I would try it and I would last maybe a day or two. And then after that, you know, I might have a bit of a headache and I would decide it simply wasn't worth it. And I liked my coffee and so I'm not giving it up. So um, when I had my son, however, when I was pregnant with him, one of the things that I read in the materials was that, um, you know, you really do need to limit your caffeine intake when you're pregnant for the safety of the baby. So then I had a very compelling why. And as you might imagine, at that point, I was able to give up caffeine for the length of my pregnancy. And I was able to give up some other things too, like I think cheese dip, which was something that I loved that um, I had read you're not supposed to have when you're pregnant. And so again, I had a very compelling why, and that helped me to accomplish my goal. So for any goal that you're trying to undertake, make sure that it's something that you actually want to undertake and you know, create a, a compelling why for yourself, and that will help you to commit to it and will likely get, it better, likely, sorry, get you better results across time. Okay, tip number three is to create an environment that will help you to stay focused on your goal. Now, you've probably heard of people having vision boards, you know, those boards in which they create pictures of the things that they want to accomplish, or they might have a collage of different things that they're hoping to do. And some people think they're silly, whereas other people swear by them. Now, for those of you who think they're silly, I have an interesting little bit of research for you. So there was some research at my alma mater uh, for undergrad, the University of Toronto, and they wanted to find out if motivational art would have an impact on employee performance. So what they did to start was that they measured a baseline number of pledges and also the amount of money raised by a group of call center employees. And they did this without having any sort of art on the wall, just kind of wanted to see what they were doing without it. Then they divided those um, call center employees into two groups. So one group had a photograph on the wall of someone winning a race, while the other group just had a photograph of people in a call center doing their jobs. And the researchers did this without any fanfare. So it's not like the people were made aware of the photos. And actually, when they asked them about it after the fact, they basically said they were too busy with their jobs to even notice the pictures. Then after two weeks, the researchers found that the group that had the motivational picture, so the one of someone winning a race, they showed a 33% improvement in their performance. And they also raised 60% more money than the group that just had the call center employees on the wall. So the takeaway of this is to surround yourself with things that motivate you, whether it's artwork, motivational phrases, or some sort of depiction of your why that I just talked about. Um, you know, something else I do is to help myself to stay on track with fitness. I like to follow people in Instagram who are successfully losing weight or who promote a healthy lifestyle um, because it just helps me to stay focused and inspired. If you're someone who likes to visualize, you could do that too. You know, just staying focused on your goal can be really helpful. Um, and there's other research about the uh, benefits of visualizing for accomplishing your goals that I'm not going to get into today. But just create an environment that helps to contribute to your inspiration. Okay, tip number four is to break down your goal into bite-sized chunks. So if you have a big goal to accomplish, it can sometimes feel sort of overwhelming. And for some people, it can be so overwhelming that you don't even want to get started because it just seems like too much. Um, and so one thing I have found is that just the act of getting started with something small can be enough to motivate people into action. So let's take writing a book, for example. You know, you could set a goal to sit down for 10 minutes a day and work on it. 
And that seems way more manageable for most people than thinking about cranking out a few hundred pages. And, you know, even though 10 minutes a day might not seem like much, you're going to make more progress towards your book than if you sit down for 10 minutes than if you sit down for zero minutes. And when you do that, you also start to create a habit for yourself. And you'll also start to feel a sense of pride that you're moving towards this thing that's so important to you. And so what I would say is, you know, set small goals and then celebrate for actually, you know, doing that little bite-sized chunk that you set out for yourself. Um, You know, a good example of this might be, you know, think of a baby learning to walk. Um, So for most of us, I know that, you know, you might see the baby standing up, like pulling themselves up on the table and you celebrate that and you're like, wow, excellent job. And the baby usually smiles and feels really good about what he or she did. Um, And then when the baby takes its first steps, you know, is your reaction to say, like, seriously, you only took two steps and then fell down? Like, that's terrible. You're never going to learn to walk. Or are you excited because they actually did this thing that's moving them towards greater things? You usually really celebrate. And the baby gets to celebrate too and feel really good about what he or she did. And then across time, the two steps become three and four. And then eventually the baby's running and then crawling up steps and doing things that you wish it weren't doing. But the point is that by celebrating the little steps, it really helps to make you feel like you're making progress and then also sets you up for doing bigger and better things. Okay, so start small and then keep at it. Tip number five. So this one's a little bit related to the previous one, or it could be, which is to track what you're doing. Um, And all sorts of research has shown that tracking or self-monitoring helps you to move towards your goals. And it's why apps like fitness trackers or calorie counters are so popular these days. They really help you to take pride in what you're doing and, you know, give you an opportunity to pat yourself on the back for making progress. So just find some sort of simple system for yourself, whether it's keeping a food log if you're trying to eat healthier, or putting a star on the calendar every time you meditate, or writing down some small step you took each day to get your new business off the ground. And make sure to track your wins as well. So whether it's successfully going a day without consuming added sugar, or actually sitting down to write a blog post, or doing 20 minutes of cardio. Um, And like I said, Give yourself a pat on the back and feel appreciation for each step that you're taking. And you'll likely find that it creates a sense of momentum because you can see the progress you're making and really feel proud of yourself for moving forward. Okay, I've got two more tips for you. So tip number six is to figure out when you're going to do what. Now, um, I'm all for waiting for inspiration to strike. And for some goals, especially those that are creative in nature, I do tend to wait for, you know, inspiration. But sometimes you might have to do things when you're not completely inspired. You know, you have a report that has a deadline pending and your client might not be receptive to you giving it to them two weeks late because you didn't feel inspired. Or, you know, you found that you haven't been inspired to exercise in two years. So if you wait for inspiration to strike, you might be waiting another two years before you actually increase your heart rate. So for those kind of cases, research has shown that you're much more likely to take action if you decide in advance when you're going to do it. So for example, you might decide that you'll meditate every morning at six, or you'll work on your report from three to four this afternoon, or you'll go for walks on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays after dinner. Block it out on your calendar, treat it like an appointment. After all, it is an appointment with yourself, and then move ahead with it. Okay. And then your last tip is to get support, or if you prefer, you can call it accountability. So whether it's working with a coach, 
partnering up with a buddy, or putting your journey on social media, research shows that when you get social support, you're also more likely to accomplish your goals. Now, of course, you're going to want to be smart about who you choose to be your accountability partner. After all, all accountability partners are not created equal. They're not all supportive and positive, but also willing to call you on your stuff. But with the right person, you can really make some progress. Like um, a great example for me is I have a personal trainer. His name is Elijah. He's fabulous. And one of the things that makes him a great accountability partner for me is that, number one, he um, is very supportive and upbeat, but at the same time, he challenges me. And he sees things in myself that maybe I don't always see, but he's able to challenge me and stretch me and sort of broaden my conception of what I am possible, what's possible for me. Sorry. So, you know, find someone who can be a good accountability partner for you. And uh, for some tips about working with accountability partners, um, just go to my website, uh, silverliningpsychology.com and search the word accountability because I've got a few articles there that'll help you out. Okay, so that's it for this episode. I hope you have come up or heard with some hacks that'll be helpful for you. And I definitely encourage you to apply them. You know, it's one thing to know what you might do. It's another thing to actually put it into practice. And so this is a challenge for you to pick one thing that I've talked about today um, and put it into practice for yourself and see how it goes. Um, as always, I welcome your feedback. So you can make sure to reach out to me at Patricia underscore ATL. That's my Twitter account. Or you can just contact me on my website. And again, that's silverliningpsychology.com. That's it for today. And hope you have a fabulous day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.